Okay, so here I am, kind of in a state of preparation, and <clears throat> yeah, it's just something that is present for me because I just feel like um, there's so much that I can possibly do, right? There's so much potential, there's so much opportunity, there's so much available, right? Like, I'm just kind of one of those people that, like, I was really impacted at a very specific time in my life when my eyes lit up, basically, right? Because up until this specific point in my life, it was always this thing where I just constantly felt like there was no point, no purpose to life, and just kind of like being dragged along to wherever I was going. So this was kind of in between that phase of like, you know, growing up, like before the age of nine to 12 kind of thing, where I was just kind of dragged along everywhere, right? Just kind of, in some ways, more of a liability than any kind of an asset, basically, right? And so it wasn't until I was like nine-ish that I started getting opened to the life of, oh, there's, op there's options, right? Like, there's things that I can participate in, right? Whether it's like being par like part of a math tutoring program or being part of like a karate club or a ski lesson thing or like piano lessons or like, you know, being tutored in how to do like multiplication and division and all those kinds of things, right? And <clears throat> I was only really exposed to that kind of a life like for a good like months right of my whole time in that phase but even in a three-month immersion type of experience I really actually felt a huge level of spark you know just like a huge level of spark just to know something was available and then around the time I was 12 I started getting into that phase where I could take my personal choices and convert it into the schedule of my life basically right because I had a mentor around that time that would call me like every so often and be like, hey, do you know about this? And so she'd say, hey, there's this thing available where a bunch of the teenagers go to the park and they help the kids, right? And the kids come and all you have to do is show up and help, right? You can help them with scissors or tying their shoes or whatever, right? And to me, it was just, at first I was like, well, I don't want to be like that. Like, why do I want to be a helpful person? Like, why do I want to, you know, go and do something out of my comfort zone with people I don't know and, you know, meet all these new people and, like, put myself out there? Like, that's kind of a big ask. But something about what she said at that moment, it was almost like this turning point of, like, I get it. It's like, I realize that I don't want to be so we had rice and that was a snack and we have peach that's a snack too so that's what we have right now for a peach snack until we have more cleaned up so we can have more of what we might be looking for so <clears throat> so yeah so I was like that's a big ask but there was something inside of me that was like but what is this like what like what would happen if I just ignored this right it was like, it was kind of like that quote that I really like right now by this lady that basically says, you already know what no looks like, so why don't you just try for yes, right? So that was kind of one of my first moments that was kind of like that. Like, I already know what no looks like. You know, I've been doing no, like doing my life that it doesn't involve any of that for like all these years. What would it look like if I just 
put it put in a try, right? Like it's not like it's gonna be a, the end of the world if it doesn't work out, right? It's just a try. So it became clear to me, I was like, okay, I'm gonna try it out. I'm gonna go sign up, I'm gonna call this person that's the volunteer coordinator that then can get me an in on being able to do that in the summer times. And it turns out that they had like a weekly volunteer initiative group, so you just go every week and then around the time that it's the summertime to go and help in those things, then it, that becomes relevant. But until then, we had a weekly group for you to just join and just participate, right? So I go and, you know, one of my first times there, it just was very low-key everything, right? Like just not anything fancy, special, anything. It was just like two other girls there and me. And I think we were like, I was like... I got to be like an audience or something of something that they had created to present. And then basically it was just kind of like wrap it up and, you know, move on kind of thing. And I was like, I have no idea what this is all about because clearly this is not exciting or anything. Like this does not convince me that I should just keep coming to this. But for some reason, I just decided to stay on their list and they would call me every so often when they needed volunteers for like festivals and for like you know, any little things that were going on, right? And I actually really loved it. I'd be like, oh, you're calling me and you're asking me to go to this thing. Well, thank you, because I'd love to, right? I'd love to show up at like, you know, Canada Olympic Park and do face painting or like help with, you know, games on that day or whatever. And, you know, I'd love to get to like spend three days getting trained on <clears throat> knowing what games to play with kids and things like that. So. I can be more equipped to then one day become like a leader in a paid position in that way, right? So I was like, no, this is this is legit. Like this is like I might not love going to the weekly things, but I really do love getting invited to those like monthly event things, and I'll take that. And then it just so happened that I started volunteering with the summer things, and I still remember the first week being just still a little hardcore awkward, being like, oh, I just like I show up and. You know, there's a few of the volunteers and there's leaders and there's a tent and there's grass and kids. And <clears throat> it was just one of those moments of like, whew, I'm like on the spot, you know, because every so often they'd be like, oh, can you help with this? I'd be like, uh, sure. I don't really know what that means, but I can try. Right. And then every so often they'd be like, oh, do you want to try leading this game or whatever? I'd be like, OK. Right. Like because I still wasn't really in a phase necessarily to love like public speaking or anything. I was just kind of still, you know, very shy. And, you know, I still remember teaching this one game for the first time. It was something called like lion something and it was with hoops or whatever. And I remember trying to explain it, but it really fell flat because I'd never played it before either. And so I was trying to explain something that I'd never done before. And it was just such a funny experience. Anyways, it just got better from that though. Like every week that I came back, it got better. I think the first summer I did one week, the next summer I did two weeks, the third summer I did three weeks, and I was away, right? Like I was, I was off to the races basically, right? But it's not like it all just happened in one instance, right? It was about this thing that, that kind of got, got fired in me, this thing of feeling like I just love living this kind of a life. I love being available for people to call on to just ask if I'm ready to help with what this, that, or the other. I love being in the community, being with the youngest people in the community. I love working with social workers. I love, you know, I love, I love what we're doing basically, right? It was just such a fun thing to get to be a part of. So that has like been etched in my life 
as like some of the most memorable times of my life because it was such a formative time in my growing up kind of stage that was so helpful to have an outlet, to be a part of something that mattered, to be along with other youth that were doing that too. And just having that touch point often enough and you know over time it was just such a meaningful thing i just loved it so much so anyways that has been delightful that has been too much fun to get to be a part of um and so yeah so i guess i just kind of started talking about it because i'm kind i feel like i'm kind of at another little crossroads that was when i was 12 right and then now here i am oh i guess i should talk a little bit about how how it's kind of formed me to now right like it's kind of like because of those instances of my beginnings of volunteerism and like being positioned as a recreation leader kind of person it really has shaped and formed my my thought process when i think about helping people and like how we can be helpful it's like because I spent so much time with social workers that were just so spot on with their questioning of how can we help these specific families it became really clear to me I was like yeah this is the way to live our lives this kind of questioning pattern is how to help people right it's, it's like asking those questions of like oh who needs help right what might be some ideas of things that could be helpful right and let's try them out right like basically that's it that's all it is it's not rocket science it's just you know working with the heart and and moving forward as we're moved and then seeing what actually works it's kind of like scientific social work right like it's just like this this like experiment experiential experimental hypothesis and like you know it's almost like the social work method instead of the scientific method it's like the scientific social work method right that really touched me, you know, to the point where uh, when I was going to university, like my first like keen interest was human ecology. It's all about like how this like it's all about the study of families and how they interact with their communities and how to support the family so that they can be even more um, able to be this contributing asset within this community kind of thing, right? Like, like building communities with families first in mind, right? Like that was kind of the whole mentality of this degree. And that was fantastic that I was able to find that. So I was really loving the study of that and, you know, writing things for it, even though I didn't really have smashing marks or anything, I still really enjoyed, um, getting to ponder and think about those subjects in a, in a very like very specific way so I really appreciated that and then after that like you know I entered into the mom life for the last 12 to 13 years now right so that means a lot of this kind of thing right like a lot of this social undercover social work kind of stuff right as we create these mom clubs and mom schools and like mom groups of <clears throat> moms learning kids learning and we're just we're just nurturing each other right like and it's been wonderful. Like, I love being a part of like meal trains, right? Like where we notice somebody needs something and we just all collaborate to be like, okay, who's gonna choose what day? And which day works for you? Which day works for me? Okay, let's do this. And we just break, right? Like, it's just great. I love it. It makes me so happy when we can be like, you know, committed to each other and, and be willing to put skin in the game, game to sacrifice for one another 
in ways that don't always equate as an equal trade, right? And especially don't equate as an equal trade. I feel like service is so much more meaningful when there is no equal trade and there's no way that you can repay someone else for what they have done. Because truly, the root of all of this <coughs> in the beginning anyways is that Jesus Christ has sacrificed for us and he's the ultimate example for us of what this looks like. And so when we are offering our love and service to others and ministering and like bearing one and another's burdens, we are basically putting ourselves in a position where <clears throat> we are in some ways trying to repay the debt that, that we are indebted to, you know, um, but we will never be able to repay it, even with the, the amount of service and love that we, we want to offer to others as a symbol of our, <clears throat> of our commitment because of all that has been sacrificed for us. Um, but either way, like that doesn't like, it's not to say, oh, I'll never be able to repay the debt. So I shouldn't even try. Right. <clears throat> it's not like that at all. It's like, I'll never be able to pay, repay the debt, but let's just pass that on anyways. Right. Like let's pass on that kind of an attitude. I'll never be able to repay a debt and others will never be able to repay the debt that, you know, they might feel to me, <clears throat> but that's, it's not even about that. It's about <clears throat> noticing <clears throat> it's about becoming, it's about, um, you know, asking the questions that will be able to spark that, that fire of, oh, let's keep this fire going, right? Let's, let's not let a fire burn out if it doesn't have to right now. Like it's not, <clears throat> if it's not burned out, then it's alive and it's for us to keep well and good, right? And so if I can notice that somebody's fire could be potentially at risk to be burnt out, I hope, sure hope somebody would tell me about it so that I could do anything to help keep that fire alive because I recognize that a good fire is a good fire and it can just do so much good and, and I believe in keeping those good fires alive because there's so much potential when we can just keep those fires alive rather than letting it burn out, die out for however many seasons, and then hopefully when it's reignited again, you know, there can be <clears throat> some blessing for that fire to carry on <clears throat> warmth and love and all of that. But I would much rather, you know, be in the, well, I wouldn't necessarily say rather, but I really appreciate getting to keep a fire alive. And I also appreciate opportunities to start a whole new fire altogether, right? Like, I like both, really. Um, I'm just happy to help, really. <laughs> That's really all it is. I'm just happy to help. Um, and, yeah, that's just kind of me. Like, I, that's kind of my life mantra. It's like, I love being surrounded, like, being surrounded and surrounding myself around people and communities and environments that just keep stoking that personal fire that I have inside of me that always wants to be in a community that is innovative and leadership driven and like, you know, is just so willing and ready to understand what it actually means to just be like a heart full of humanity. You know what I mean? Like, that's just kind of what's on my mind right now. Like, I just feel so, um, I don't know, just like kind of, like, I guess I'm kind of stoking my own fire of feeling like I was feeling almost ready to just burn out, right? And just something in me was feeling like, no, but I just can't. 
I just can't let this be the end, right? I just can't let this be the end of my heart, of my dreams, of my, of my striving, of my, you know, whatever, right? There's just so many things that could drag me down and make me feel like it's the end, right? It's, it's time to be done with all of those things and just be done, right? Versus being like, well, it might still be true that it should be, it's a good time to be done with some things, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's the end, right? It, it could potentially mean it's the end of certain things to be the beginning of other things. So I'm also pondering all of that as well. So anyways, that is me just pondering and being grateful.